Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Chat. My name is Brian Kearney. Absolutely delighted today to be joined by the man himself, Jordan Suckley. Jordan, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. It's uh, it's good to speak to you. It's been a while since we uh, we caught up last, so yeah, man. Really, really good to speak to you. And thanks for coming on the podcast today. <laughs> how how you been? Yeah, up and down, man. It's been a long year, hasn't it? And the last lap down was probably my worst one for me. Um, mentally, just yeah, it's a struggle. But yeah. exactly the same. Like I started this podcast in, I think it was January, and just that's when this that was the third lockdown for yourself and myself. And just yeah. Jesus Christ, the last five months, have, there's just been at certain moments throughout it, it was just so fucking hard, man. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I'd say over the last four weeks, um. I've been feeling a lot more positive than I have been in a long time. Uh, yeah. Have you been sort of, you're in the UK and you're, you seem to be making progress with regards to getting back to some sort of normality. So have you sort of felt the same way? Yeah, literally, literally just the last few weeks have started to like come out of like, it's been like a haze really of like just shutting off from the world. I've kind of like put music and DJing on the side for a little bit. I did. And I thought come back when things start to open up a little bit. It's literally just the last few weeks have started to start thinking about it again, really. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It's just like it's just like a lack of inspiration for, to make any ch- new tunes around like that. Have you been the same? Yeah, man, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, I literally feel like maybe like six months just kind of left it. I thought this like um, I mean I did a degree in business studies, so it's like I don't like I like to earn money and keep things going. So it's like if I can't like when you're touring, you can afford to spend time during the week experimenting with ideas and coming up tracks. When you do that and there's no money coming in, you're just literally working for free. You know. You can't do that, can you? So I thought, this isn't good business. I'm going to have to leave this and look to do some other things, basically. So I just kind of just stopped doing music for a while. So what, what was it that you were doing as a sort of, aside from the music during during lockdown and during yes. all the past year? Okay, so um, a few years ago, like maybe like 2019, I was on tour in America. And I thought, rather than just sitting in the hotel watching Netflix for the week, why don't you do something productive? So I was teaching myself sound design. Let you watch hours and hours and hours and hours of videos how to make every preset you can kind of think of and stuff. And then uh, towards the end of 2019, I thought, why don't you set yourself a little task? Why don't you make a preset bank? And then I thought, okay, let's sell it on, let's come up with a website because my degrees in business before. I'd already like, I would like to have like a little side business. So I set up a damaged samples of website to sell presets. And that was literally just before the lockdown here. So, like, oh, bloody hell, that's coming in handy. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that for a while, selling presets, packs, and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, obviously, you know, people know Splice is like um, Spotify for music producers. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Askew said, would you like to, he said, what have you been doing? I said, I've been doing presets and stuff. Because oh, I might know someone for you. I've got someone at Splice. Would you be interested? I was like, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, got in touch with them. And then I've literally been working pretty much full-time for Splice since October. I say full-time, like they give me packs, and it takes like a month to do each one. Uh, so I've been basically been doing that since like October, which has been good for me because like in the first lockdown, I was kind of like sitting around, I was like just cracking on my tunes and stuff. It's the first time I'd had off in a long time. They're like prolonged couple of months, maybe in years. So it's kind of like, it's like just drinking, it's like playing the computer and stuff, not really doing much, making a couple of tunes. And I thought, okay, this is going to go on for a while. I need to start thinking about doing stuff. But this last lockdown, I've been waking up every day, eight hours making packs every single day. So it's like, I'm, I'm not even thinking about anything else. Do you know what I mean? Just focus on what you need to do on that day. No worries, turn the phone off. Do you know what I mean? So it's been good for me, but yeah, it's mainly just been like sample packs. <laughs> but, yeah. Is that something that you enjoy doing? Because I was only actually thinking about this a little while ago. I don't know if I really fully enjoy actually making music. Like I can make music, but I, I, sitting in the studio by myself, there's yeah. times there's times where I love it, but there's there's times where I actually, I'm not sure if I actually like making yeah, music. Yeah, I know. Honestly, you- that's, yeah. 
I think mm-hmm. the, the most exciting part about music is the first initial phase. And then when you get the idea, oh, that's an exciting, can't wait to get in there. Yeah. But we actually have to finish off. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, but like <laughs> it, stuff. it's been like all last week I got a new I got a new uh, production PC so I was setting that up um, yeah. I, I didn't want to like just copy my old setup so I had yeah, to yeah. install Cubase like I have Omnisphere Trillion Spire I had to like um, yeah, yeah. reinstall everything and I need to take all my old samples off the, my PC here onto the new one here so that's it's something I actually did enjoy doing yeah, yeah. that because it, it's it's I don't know, it sort of felt sort of therapeutic just to have sort of yeah, a, yeah. a new beginning on a new yeah. PC. And because I've sort of just been using the same sort of um, project files and stuff for for the last while. But yeah. um, I've been feeling good in the studio over the past five, six weeks. Um, yeah. so, so some really good stuff. I have two new vocal tracks done, yeah. which I think could, be, could do really well when they do get released. But f- for me... I don't know. You've I, th- I think you've been sort of similar on damage where you've released tracks, but you yeah. haven't released a huge amount. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that right? I just don't, I don't see the point, man. Not many. I'm honest with you. Not many big ones sent in or decent ones. Or just not saying they're not decent, but I mean, not as normally. I've been getting absolutely loads every single day where the volume just literally dropped right down. I say same for like me. You, we stopped producing. Imagine a lot of other people did as well. You know. Yeah, I think that that's like it. it no disrespect to anyone else because I include myself in this, but I think last year was the worst year for music in, in a in a long time. It yeah. really was, and like I include myself in that because yeah. I didn't have the the desire or the inspiration to make new tunes. And was it the yeah. same for yourself? Yeah, hundred percent. It's the same with like with the radio show and stuff as well. It's like it takes like a cook like a day to do the radio show. For this is a waste of my time. And I'm not like to be disrespectful. It's like I can't spend. I need to be doing something to earn me money. Yeah. Basically, whilst I've got last, I've got no income coming in now, so like, I literally just stopped it. But so it's all started up again. Were you getting any support from your government? Or nothing. nothing? Uh, I've not been eligible for anything. Yeah, I, I was just, I was outside of the eligibility. That, that's, 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 that's tough. Slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I've been on three hundred and fifty euro a week for the past year. Yeah, every I single week. I couldn't get anything. No, um, people got all the furlough, and if I've got nothing, <laughs> why was that? Uh, just because there's like a threshold. Of like, well, you have to no one can earn it if you earn over a certain threshold. So that was the reason why I couldn't get it. That's that's very very harsh. Very I know, very man. Harsh. Like, it's going to be like two years, and I'm not single penny. But so I'm self sufficient. I've, I've managed, luckily, managed to do some other things. I mean, if I, if I hadn't learned how to do sound design in America a few years ago, I might be in a bit of a pickle now. Do you know what I mean, with no help or anything, I'd probably just have to get another job, a real life job. Um, what what um what VST is it that you're mainly working off for the for the samples? Everything. Literally, well, mainly like serum. So basically, yeah, for the sample packs, you have to make everything. Uh, you can't use anyone else's samples. You have to sound design them. So you have to make white noise, which is like you make hats and stuff, make kicks. So I use a synth called Kick Two, which is like a sound wave, and then you layer it with like toms, claps, white noise. So that's Sonic Academy. Yeah, Sonic Academy. Yeah. So I use that one for all the kicks on there and for the snares and stuff. Uh, I use the Virus, Spire, Silent, a little bit of everything, really. What's your favorite one? Serum's probably the best one in terms of uh, what you can get out of it. Uh, you can have like 16 voices on each oscillator, layer it up. They've got like samples on the bottom left-hand corner as well. So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm so not yeah. going to sit here and pretend that I'm a, a, <laughs> a synthesis wizard like yourself, man. I'm a, I'm a preset warrior, 100%. Yeah. It's only literally been in the last year that I've um, got re- like really, really into it. Like now, if I listen to a track, I can make pretty much close to the sounds that are in the track, which is mental because I could not do that a few years ago. Fair play, man. That's a that's a skill. So um, I think you sent me you sent me over a bank there recently. So oh yeah, once, yeah, yeah. Once I get this uh, new PC um, yeah. up and running, I'll uh, I'll I'll get it onto the computer and uh, 
I've got loads. I'll start making some decent tunes again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, I want to go back in time a little bit. Obviously, I've known you, what, maybe 14, 14 years at this stage. Uh, I was I was thinking back to the first time I met you or, or that I saw you, and I think it was at a New Year's Eve gig in Cardiff. I think it might have been around 2007, 2008, and I think you were doing the closing set. Was that before John O'Callaghan? Because yeah. I was with John. I remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's crazy. That's where I kind of got my first break playing down there. So like um, I did a degree, uh, business studies and uh, marketing in Swansea University. I remember going down there on the first days, looking, you check out all the different universities. When down was like Eddie Halliwell, Tidy Boys, Lisa Lashes, and on the posters in Swansea, I was like, right, I'm coming here. I'm coming here to the university. That's kind of what made my decision. And then when I was there, I went to see Eddie Halliwell play. I think it's like Syndicate in Bristol, handed in one of my demos to the guy and then the guy messaged me saying, do you want to play on New Year's Eve for a gig crash? I was like, 100%. And that's kind of like what started my career playing out there. And then obviously after back, I was playing with like, oh, I'm in, Paul Logan Ford, John O'Colligan. That's where, that's where I met you, isn't it, eventually in the end? Yeah, you were living, is it, it was in Swansea you were living, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just, I was thinking back to that because, no disrespect, I've, I've, so, I've so many good friends from Wales and I don't think I've ever had an amazing gig in Wales. Is it really? Always like I did a couple of really good ones. Do you remember the lads in Newport Collision? Newport, oh yeah, 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 well. yeah, 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 good lad. They were good gigs at, at yeah. the at this when I started when I was becoming yeah. a professional. But since then, I've just had a few uh, dodgy experiences in Wales. There was one time I was playing at uh, Escape in Swansea, and the the manager of the club told me that I was only allowed to have two drinks. I wasn't allowed to drink any more than two drinks because on the night I was an employee of the club. What the hell? That never happened before. So yeah. there's been a few others that they just weren't that great. But to, to be honest with you, man, I, I was probably just being a bit... Uh, yeah, the scene down there is really good now, you know. Yeah. Really good. I played a gig. Uh, it's like in a rugby. There is like, like packed in like 800,000 people. It's like mental. Absolutely mental. I'll be, I'll, to be honest with you, man, uh, I think I have one lined up towards the end of the year. Um, over there and I'm I'm looking forward to it because if there's one thing I've learned over the last year it's not to take any of these things for granted so uh, I, think, I think you'll have a good time on them honestly the last gig I played there was really really good yeah uh, yeah yeah so that, that that was the first time I met you and obviously you were, that, that's when um, you were sort of becoming recognised online and your mixes were spreading out and I think this this was the days of MySpace and stuff wasn't it <laughs> MySpace and Bebo wasn't it wasn't yeah it? Bebo I missed that <laughs> You're my it's, friend, Bebo, weren't you? Oh, I was your other half, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, we were. I was sort of. Um, I wanted to try and get you to come over to play in uh, in Ireland at various gigs. So I was recommending you to to, to various promoters over here in um, in Dublin and Kilkenny and, and a few other places. And it, and it was around this time that me and you started playing like back to back gigs in yeah, in Dublin and. Um, I think we did some in Derry as well. I remember the one we did in Derry, it was like yeah. a, a sweat box and it was completely sold out. It was just a, an amazing night. There was just uh just think of back man, the, the the early days, they were just they were the party days for me and you were coming yeah. over. Yeah. And uh, do, do you want to tell the people who are listening in about the times we slept in the same bed? <laughs> I was going to bring this up for you, might be shy. <laughs> yeah, every time I go over, stay at yours, top and tail, are you? Wake <laughs> up in the morning, staring at me. Blue eyes. You said yeah. that was one of the best days of your life. You told me the next day. Best <laughs> night of my life, man. <laughs> Absolutely, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what are your memories of those days? 
just just getting drunk all the time, isn't it? And like, can't even remember playing the gigs. That's it's like extreme, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> oh dear, many hangovers, not much sleep. Yeah, it's good times though, wasn't it? Was, Very, yeah. It was like it wasn't as serious then. Do you know what I mean? It's no. Yeah. See, that's that's what ha- that ha- that's what happens when you get older, man. Teams yeah. become. Uh, like me and you were really really close then and I, and I feel like even over the past few years like it, this is just what happens when you get older like yeah. things just happen in your life and you you sort of drift apart you know it's just yeah. it's, it's the same with like with my friends in my normal life as well there's people I would have been close to and just they have stuff going on in their lives and then you have stuff going on in your lives and you just, just sort of see each other I guess is it you know yeah because well, we we, we we were doing the the, the back to backs like we doing loads of them. We did it some in Derry. We did some in in Dublin. We did some. We have leisure as well, not we? Cr- Jesus, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah I think of that one before because we were, we were supposed to dress up like Kevin and Perry. I think it was like <laughs> one, doesn't it? Too lazy, like fuck it. Let's just, just turn up a normal clothes. Yeah, we so we we wanted to dress up. We wanted to, yeah. I would have been Kevin. You would have yeah, been. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, there was plenty of those back to back gigs. There were always um, they were always good fun and the the thing that I always um really liked and respected about it was how technical you were as a DJ and the scratching and all that thing you just sort of made a show of me at certain times playing <laughs> this, uh... it's funny because with the with the DJ and I actually started off doing scratching and stuff before I could actually mix because really, yeah. like, the local club um, not far from me is called like the the Ritzy and Brumbra and there's a DJ there called Kevex who used to go there when I was like 16 and he had a fake ID and stuff and um, used to watch him. Used to like the first time I saw a DJM six hundred on the flanger. So like, oh wow, that flanger sounds amazing. And he's like doing scratching and stuff. And I think wow, I need to have a go with this. So I was literally just got bought decks to start scratching straight away, doing like tricks and stuff. And then the beat matching came. Maybe about twenty years later. <laughs> yeah. So what? When you look back um, through the years, what do you feel was the moment that things changed properly for you in a, in a professional capacity? Yeah, when I got signed to Radio One. That's a, it's just completely another, yeah, just completely changed. What year was that? 2013 or 14 or something. So everything's been really good since then, basically. <laughs> yeah. Before that, I was like going, like, so, like busy, like, on and off, on and off, on and off. And then since I got Santa Radio 1, yeah, just completely changed everything for me. What What was it exactly that changed? I think it's just the exposure. I mean, when I got Santa Radio 1, I was like, just loads of people were coming in booking me because I was a Radio 1 DJ. So I wasn't play- necess- necessarily playing all trance gigs, playing like house, tech house, just literally whatever they wanted. But like really good fees, like just go and play like Greece on a Wednesday or something. Man, just like, do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, 100%. Just do, just do whatever they want, you know. So I was like, doing a lot of that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a, a crazy experience for me doing the Radio 1 because I think Judge Jules recommended me and um, I still like an audition, <laughs> like a, a pretend radio show. So I was living at Happy sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you. Um, do, do you remember your old email address? No. Did I'm did I'm thinking of no, no. now? No, no, no. Judge Jord. <laughs> Judge Jord. Was it Judge Jord at hotmail.com? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. When you mentioned Judge Jules' name, I had to bring I was, that one up. I think, uh, when I was at university, I didn't really have a DJ name, so I called myself Judge Jord for a while, <laughs> and also DJ Frush because I was a scratch DJ. Bad ones. Jesus, man. That, that was like on what? I was like, okay, no, that, that's not a good one. <laughs> that one. So yeah, I just thought I'd settle with your name. <laughs> but I was actually called Just Joe for like about a week. So it didn't last for very long. You just, uh, went, no. you just went original then. Yeah, I thought leave it, just leave it, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I was living at my parents at the time when I got the um, got asked to do like an audition for it. I had this like crappy little pencil thing and I was like, I had a, my decks on a wallpaper pasting table. I was like, I have to record a show, sent it over and then that's to go down to do an audition down there. 
And not like when they said, okay, yeah, we like what you've done. Can you come and do another one? I had to meet all these BBC Radio 1 executives. Never been so nervous in my life. Honestly, it felt like I was going to die or something. And then um, they said, right, okay, come into the, one of the studios and do a show now. There's like people in there fitting light bulbs and stuff. I was thinking, are they going to leave? They're like, no, no, they're like, just carry on. I was thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, proper nervous. And I started to record it. And then for those like year I was there, like, my life was so, so intense. It's like hard to keep up with everything. Cause I was like, I have to go and like do shows for like, no, go down there like every other week or something, do things for, like Fern Cotton, Scott Mills, all sorts of stuff. And like doing gigs during the week and then on the weekend and trying to do some tunes. My life was just like, it's just like overwhelming, if you know what I mean. So was that was that show that was was that like pre-recorded or was that something that you'd go go in and do live? A bit of a mixture. Some of them were live, so it's like the countdown go at five, four. It's like, oh my yeah. god, oh my god, hello and welcome to Radio One. It's like Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, you, sorry, would you have a script in front of you what you're gonna say throughout the yeah, 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 bit of a script, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, bit of a script. And they want to do a bit of free talking and stuff as well. And what sort of doors do you feel that being on Radio One opened up for you in terms of um DJing? Think- yeah, I think what's particularly in the in the UK, everyone's just like, we'll get Jordan on, we'll get Jordan. Because I listened to him on the radio on a Thursday and like doing the transfer stuff on there. Yeah, this is literally, the phone just started ringing it more, I guess. <laughs> and you got like an essential mix as well. Yeah, that was after I left. Yeah, so when we were there, they said, we're going to get you back for an essential mix um, at some point. And then I'll probably, I'll probably do another one as well again. Another one, I reckon, at some point. Because they don't really seem to pick any of us to do essential mixes anymore. Yeah, I don't think they like the music as much anymore. Not trance anyway. Which well, is it's just it's just like a it's almost like a generational thing. It's just the the, the kids in the UK they don't listen to us. They listen to yeah, it's different. It's like I've got a younger brother and he's like into like Salado and Camel Fat and all that kind of stuff. That's like the new music now, isn't it? Wearing, wearing shit shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, uh, we're uh, we're getting old, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we we have a certain. Um, audience and a certain age range that sort of come to our gigs and that, that's sort of one thing that I've spoken about and it sort of worries me where, where who's the next generation who's going to come through and continue this music on to take over from the likes of you and me the same way that we would have carried on from people before us what do you think is going to happen there I don't really know it's difficult I mean especially in the last year it's like it's hard to say anyone's really been out there smashing it or flying or anything we just have to see how things unfold I mean the thing is as well for the gigs it's going to be a struggle for the next year as well just like some people might go give up or look to do something else. It's going to definitely damage the industry, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be a strange one. I feel like, it, it, like obviously, we're in an industry that has been severely affected by what's gone on. But I, obviously, I do think that the industry has been severely affected as the same as a lot of other industries. But our one has been severely affected, like live events and travel and stuff. But I do think that when it does come back, it's it's going to be it's going to be good because people haven't gone out for so long so they're going yeah. to really really want to go out because I was looking at something in uh, Vegas the other day there was 10,000 people at a Dead Mouse gig over there and uh, it's, it's hard watching that I think come on get me out there I'm ready I'm ready to go <laughs> I know I know but like you just um, what what is um, looking on a positive way and looking forward and we're looking at the return of gigs What what's, um, what's coming up for you in terms of your return back to playing live events Yes, I mean, there's like, I've been, I've been meaning to go to like um, Asia to, I'm not sure if I can say which country, in case it gets trouble, yeah, but I mean, been, I've been like sorting out visa since October and it keeps getting cancelled, like, you know, the Kent variant of the virus coming and stuff that got cancelled, postponed, 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 literally supposed to be going again in two weeks, cancelled again because they just had another outbreak, so it's like, I've got like gigs in there, but like everything's just getting postponed still again, like a lot of stuff when you cross Europe, like Romania and all sorts of stuff, those are all being cancelled or moved again till next year, like Poland again, same thing. So I'm just thinking, 
maybe a couple of things in England and then America uh, end of the year onwards should be able to go out there I've got quite a few bits in America what, What's going to be your first gig back? Well I've got one in two weeks actually in London it's like a terrace it's like a small venue I played there in last year and the last year or something it was a really cool vibe not so much a trance gig though so I play more like techno and like Anjuna beats it's not like you know different kind of gig because it's like a terrace you can't you know, go in there smashing out the bangers <laughs> but yeah after, after that in terms of like a slightly bigger show what was yeah, well, after that was supposed to be my big tour so I was supposed to be going away for six weeks so I've got six week gap of nothing there and then I think I've got some stuff in July maybe I can't even remember to be honest uh, yeah I've got some other I can't remember off the top of my head <laughs> you're, you're talking about your tour to um, Asia being cancelled that's exactly yeah. the same for me I, I'm supposed I was mm. the plan for me was to be in Australia at the moment to uh, play at um, to play at Paradigm but yeah. um Last month, or just over five or six weeks ago, the Irish government brought in mandatory hotel quarantine and into Ireland. So, like as much as I want to play a gig, there's there's no fucking way that I'm gonna to go to Australia and sit and, and be isolated in a room for 15 days and then having to do the same when I come home here. That's yeah, that's not something I'm willing to put myself through physically or mentally. And if, if that sounds selfish, I, I don't think it is. There's, there's no fucking way I was ever gonna do it, yeah. and. On the day we're recording this, I'm just after seeing that that um, Melbourne is after going into a lockdown again, yeah. where the gig is. So that oh, mightn't even take place, and that, that's terrible for me to hear. I, I hope yeah. the gig does go ahead and everyone has a great time. But it's this is the reality of the world that we're living living in with regards to events and stuff going ahead. So yeah. um, I would have loved to have gone, but maybe the the right decision was made in the end. If if it doesn't go ahead, I hope it does. But yeah, I've just had a look at that. It's a Croatia, the Shine at the Awake Festival in Croatia is my next one in July. Just, but I've got to quarantine for that one when I come back again because that's like an amberless country. Oh, really? What? How long will you, will you have to go into a hotel? Uh, oh, no, I'll be able to quarantine at home. It's like 10 days of quarantine at home or something. But that, this, 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 this is the normal now. We're going to have to do this, I think. Uh, for same for Australia as well because they've not like uh, they've not had any waves or anything at all, have they? So they're going to be very strict. You'll have to quit quarantine or next year as well, I reckon. Have you had your vaccine? No, I've got mine uh, tomorrow, actually. Like, yeah, do you know which one you're getting? Nah, I didn't say. I'll take whatever. I'm not bothered. <laughs> not bothered. Ah, not bothered. No, same here, man. I'm just gonna go and get mine when I get done because, especially for you and me, the job we're in, we we need to have that. Yeah, like, this- it, it just will make things a lot easier for us, you know. Yeah, my my thought is, if we're gonna start going back to touring and stuff, then we will catch it. That's the reality. It's too widespread, isn't it? The last thing we want is we could fly to a country we're supposed to be gigging, and then we catch it and we got to sit in a hotel feeling sorry for ourselves, sick for a couple of weeks or something. Because you won't be able to fly home until you get. A- negative test for you so if we have the vaccine at least it'll make it less severe hopefully that's that's what I thought behind it you know it, 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 it just it feels to me in the past weeks or couple of weeks that, that things are getting better even yeah. even as grim as it's been in Ireland it, it actually feels like there is some sort of a reality or some sort of normality should I say coming back yeah. and um, seen in the UK that wasn't there a gig in um, in Liverpool a couple of weeks ago with uh, yeah, Youssef but- and Fatboy Slim yeah, they've not really posted much about it. No, like the results are something. I don't know. I think there was fifteen people out of yeah, yeah. fifty-eight thousand that attended these pilot events tested positive. So that's yeah. that's basically zero. Yeah, so I was thinking hopefully there'll be a bit more of a hype about it, but there's not really been too much too much hype about it, has there? I mean, there's like um the Indian variants have started uh, coming over here again now, and like the government posted uh, for the areas which have been affected saying don't leave the town. It's like mm. oh, starting again here again, is it? You know, just don't, it's just so much uncertainty, isn't there? Yeah. But it was the, 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 we're we're talking about um, live events and stuff. But it was just even even last week at the the final uh, week of the Premiership, 
It was just so good to see fans back in the stadiums yeah. and especially yeah, the FA Cup final, man, the, the the drama that went on in that final and just the, the emotion on the people's faces. I actually felt a little bit emotional myself yeah. seeing it because it's just been so sterile for the past year watching football games with no fans and like uh, it's, the fa- it's the fans that make everything. It's the uh, fans that make a gig. It's the fans that make a, a, a game of football and like yeah. here's us recording like sets at home, me and my kitchen, you and your studio. It's just... <laughs> I can't do them anymore, and like, like yeah. I'm, I'm struggling for it to put up stuff, um, content wise because I, I honestly feel I we're in sort of in limbo at the moment yeah. where things are sort of getting better, but we're not there yet. And I'm working on stuff in the studio. I don't really want to say what it is and give yeah. away what I'm working on. And at the same time, I, I can't stand and record another set in my kitchen again. So I, I don't really know what to do. Have Have you been feeling sort of the same way? Yeah, I mean, t- I was like hitting the, the Twitch streams and stuff quite a lot last year. But then at the end of the day as well, I was thinking, I'm not really feeling very happy. So I don't want to get on camera like and pretend that I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like pretty miserable, to be honest with you. And that's kind of what I stopped before. I'll just leave it there. I'll just focus yeah. on just what I was saying, man. And what, what, when you're feeling that down and stuff, what, what did you sort of do to... Just focus. To yeah, just focus on doing some work, doing something productive. I mean, it's like for the doing the streams, you have to spend like a couple of hours sorting the music up, setting it up, and you feel anxious. Thing, and then afterwards, you feel a bit exhausted because it's kind of like a bit... Like, you feel on edge, don't you? So for... I don't know, I'll just leave it. I say, I just start doing the damage samples on my website, doing presets and stuff, because I feel, I know it gets paid at the end of it when I do it. It's like an honest day's work. Spends time doing it. It's being creative. It's still in the industry that we're doing, so I don't have to get a real job. So that's like making me happy. It's like rewarding, if you know what I mean, doing that. And have you basically been by yourself for the past year at home? Yeah, I live by myself, yeah. Have you found that? Yeah, sometimes good and sometimes not. I say mainly since like October when I got like with the spices, things have been not too, not as bad. But yeah, just stuck in it. It's, it's weird because my, my family stuff live not far away, but we've not been able to mix houses for a lot of the time as well. We've been like locked down for six months out of the last year or something, haven't we? So it's like you don't want to go around there because you're sick and you pass it on to your parents or something. That's the kind of worry we've got here, isn't it? You know, mm. must be difficult enough though being at home all that time by yourself and yeah, with, with yeah. the way we are as uh, and, uh, as, as creative people, we we sort of uh, have a lot of magic on show yeah. ahead of times. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the figures as well probably sound silly, but playing on Call of Duty every night has been like my catching up with people because I've got like play with like a couple of friends on there, four friends like to stay on there for a couple of hours of the night time. I'm speaking to people every single day, so it's not like I'm not speaking to anybody. So that's like literally been a lifesaver for me, essentially. You know, just playing with loads of friends more all around the world as well. That's cool, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. But do, do you feel like you've like in terms of say from one to ten? Yeah. How would you rate your happiness over the past year? Oh, right low, maybe like two or three. Mm. Probably, uh, yeah. I just got for it. And to be honest, yeah, I mean, in like the January this year, I was thinking maybe the DJ's over. So I thought, like, just like, like lots of hope, like, got no help from the government, but obviously no gigs or anything. It's just literally lot slap and slap in the face. Do you know what I mean? Constantly. Um, so that's kind of what led me on to looking for the four right. Okay, you can either get a job in a completely different job where you've got to start from the bottom, build it up or get another job where you're going to spend like eight hours, 10 hours a day and you're not going to get paid very much. So I thought, I try and have a look for another jobs in the music industry and that's where I moved on to movie scores and music for te- television and stuff and I've been learning how to do that and that's like been getting me excited to get up in the morning. It's like, it's a long process so you're not like, going to make a piece of music and then earn loads of money straight away. It's like a marathon, it takes ages, you know, to score a whole movie or something is it's difficult and it's like loads of different BPMs throughout it but I've been learning that. Uh, about four or five months now but it's, it's giving me excitement you know it's like giving me a buzz to get up in the morning and um, and work on it you know yeah it's, it's like 
the, the, the main thing or the, the one thing that can sort of get you through the days over the past year has like waking up feeling that you have a purpose and yeah, like, yeah. has there been times where you felt like you're waking up every morning and you're just like what's the yeah. point yeah exactly 100% and it's like the thing is when you're, when you're DJing on the weekend you can take days off during the week but whereas now if you take days off it's really bad isn't it you need to be trying to do something to earn money so just waking up in the morning and you think oh Jesus Christ same thing again don't want to go to bed don't want to get up in the morning it's just really yeah like a depressive haze <laughs> proper depressive haze yeah, and, and like, is has there been any other? Has it? Have you just sort of thrown yourself into your music as a way of coping with it, or have you like? Is there any other um, yeah. sort of tools that you've used to sort of improve your mental health? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like a person. I don't like sitting around doing nothing all day, so I can't just like sit around. Um, so I'd literally wake up, go for a jog, reading, learning new things is probably one of the best things that I feel like rewarding. I've been watching hours and hours of tutorials on movie scores and and all that kind of thing. So they're kind of my main tools. Like I'm. But doing the splice packs has been a proper good life saving for me, giving me extreme focus because it takes so long to do it as well. I'm not thinking about anything else whatsoever. Let's just work eight hours on the sample packs, then play Call of Duty and then go to bed. And that's quite a nice routine, to be honest. I've been quite enjoying it the last couple of months now. How's your sleep been? Yeah, well, because I go to bed about 9.30, 10 p.m. now, which is completely different to what it used to be. I'm waking up like five, six in the morning. Crazy. It's completely reversed. Completely. Probably, it's, it can be good to do that, though, because yeah. you're sort of you're asleep when it's dark and then with it yeah. being sort of the summer months you're sort of getting up and it's bright and that's yeah. good for the head I was like I, when I first started off producing you, know, you had the anxiety thing I need to produce 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 I was like staying up to like 5 6 in the morning so I had like really bad insomnia I was having like coffees like 11pm at night and stuff uh, whereas now it's like I can only work during the day because it comes like leaving I can't really I struggle to focus because I think so I wake up so early so I have to like smash it all day before it gets to like 6pm then like my, my mind starts to close down and I can't be as productive and like over the past year, there's, there's some people have been relentless in their work and producing and like putting music out. Has there been any stages where you sort of feel a little bit guilty that you're not doing enough? 100%, yeah. You, you get the worry, don't you think? Oh God, it's been like a whole year. I've hardly done much really in reality, but neither has anyone else really. I mean, the thing is, I remember DJs from when I was like 16, 17 years old. So people aren't going to forget who you are, are they? But when things start opening up, we do need to get back on the smash and start doing things again. Don't we just get back out there? which is kind of what I'm doing now. It's just like gigs coming in and stuff again. But yeah, I thought it was like, I literally thought it was over earlier this year. I thought it was just going to go on for years. <laughs> so did I, man. It was like, yeah. it was around the time when I when I began this podcast and like the, uh, like around the next two months after that, you can even hear it in the in the way yeah. that I was speaking in my podcast. Like I was, I was just so down and angry yeah. uh, and I was very, very, very angry. I was that angry that I actually got, got into a, an argument with a, a lollipop man one day <laughs> right, cross, crossing the crossing the road and there was no one around no kids no nothing no cars and i crossed over the road and he looked at me and he started shaking his head at me and i <laughs> just went is, is he saying that to me and, and, I, and i walked on and i turned back around he's still shaking his head and he goes that's not a very good example to make in front of the kids and i said would you ever fuck off <laughs> but like you just there was no no one even around and he said this to me and i was like that's just shows how fucking angry I, I wasn't in a good place I was really really angry pissed off at life pissed off at everything and I just felt like we're going to be in this situation forever this yeah. is never going to get better but I like, feel like, feel like a bit ragey more times like we think I think I'm not too bad but then you feel like just like the slightest thing and you feel really really angry things. I shouldn't well, I wouldn't normally get that angry like my laptop died in December and I was just literally lost my mind I thought right I can't I can't earn any money now I'm stuck at home I've got no laptops working I'm literally it's like a yeah, a bit of a breakdown. I said today, I was like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? And like, it's closed over the um, Christmas and January period as well. So I literally couldn't get a laptop. And then they get, I got a replacement, but it wasn't the right one. Didn't have all my stuff on there. Thinking, 
oh no but normally i wouldn't react like go so wonder about it as much like depressed with the days <laughs> yeah that's but like th- th- i'm not an angry person that's i've never been like that but I'm just, I was just so angry with, with how life was turning out and it's something that I've, I've had to work on over the past, say, four weeks or so. That's why I've sort of stepped away because I stepped. I haven't really done a podcast since the last one I did. So I took a break where I was sort of, right, I need to sort of yeah, work on my mental health a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. Me walking around, being angry, being looking around at everyone, wanting to get into an argument with people. That's the only person that's going to... Um, I'm not going to benefit from that at all. The only person who's going to be hurt by that is myself. So something that I've had to yeah. sort of work on. So I'm back doing a bit of meditation, um, doing a bit of cold water therapy, which is like cold showers. Which oh, yeah. it's your man Vim Hoff. You ever heard? Ever, have you ever heard of him? Uh-huh. No. But like it's just like you start off doing thirty seconds at the end of your shower, where it's a cold shower, and you just increase right. it bit by bit, and it's 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 really really good right. for you, man. I'd recommend it to you, especially say if you get up in the morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. you go for your shower, and then at the end of your shower, just put the cold water on. Start at fifteen seconds first. It just you yeah, feel yeah. alive, man. Yeah, and I've started like swimming in the sea, which is it does wonders for your yeah. everything. Like I remember, I was sitting in the sea last week, and I said I was there. Like someone could drop a nuclear bomb in me right now, and I honestly wouldn't care. <laughs> I just felt at peace. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also started doing a bit of training with one of my mates, which is something that I can do now. I can travel to to him to his yeah. little gym and do a workout with him. So, oh, that's good, yeah. Just I'm just I'm feeling more positive about about life in general, and just I. I've, I don't want to sound a little bit. I don't know what's what's the word, but I I feel like we might we could be through the worst of it now. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, it's just like, you feel the same. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some bumps. I'd imagine we're probably being a lockdown again come the winter, some form of one or restrictions anyway. But hopefully, it's not like the last one. It's like a couple of months again. It's like Jesus. Well, I hope not, because most of my gigs are going to be play- yeah. taking place in the winter. Yeah, I'm seeing stuff going there. I think, oh, geez, I hope they go ahead. It's like, I feel like I can't get excited anymore. It's too many disappointments. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is going in. It's like, yes, yeah, so no, it's cancelled. It's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> all all the, the the stuff that they seem to be saying about the, the vaccines and stuff, it, it does seem to be having a, an effect on the people, the amount of people who are dying and the severity of the symptoms for people. So you'd like to think that. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Um, I don't think they want us to go into another lockdown because it's been like too expensive for the government, has it? Hasn't it? So I think if we get the vaccine here, people aren't dying, but there's loads of cases here. We'll still be on a banned list for other countries, though. Mm. Who aren't vaccinated? If there's like there's a high prevalence of the, of the virus in this country, other countries will banned because that's what happened in um, December. I was supposed to be going somewhere, and they said because it's like the Ken variants kicking off, said you can't come over. Like they banned UK. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Otherwise, we're stuck here for longer. <laughs> I don't think it will because the UK seems to be a little bit. They seem to be very advanced in oh. how they've handled all this. So I think they'll be okay. Yeah, fingers well, crossed. But um, moving on to something else, it's something that me and you have discussed a good few times and something that you've contacted me about numerous times is the fear. All right. It's the day after um, yeah. drinking and not remembering. Yeah. This is, so, this is something that has affected me and you yeah. over the, uh, over the, um, yeah, it's me. over our careers. And I'm sure it, it has affected uh, yeah. the people who are listening in or watching in. Yeah. What have you been your experiences of this phenomenon called the fear? So many, so many, like not, not really now. It's like, as you get older, it gets less and less and less and less and less and it's literally oddly at all now, whatever. But when we first started getting, uh, going to the gigs and stuff, I was having like whiskey on my rider. 
on full bottle of whiskey. And then, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't remember playing the gigs. What I played, no idea. I've got no idea what I played. Wake up the next day, where's, where, where's my looking around the room? Where's my record bag? How did I get here? I think, oh, Jesus Christ. Then you had to go home. It's like, hideous. Hideous. It's horrible, isn't it? That guilt as well. Yeah, and then I've like I've not been able to play gigs before because I've got too drunk and stuff. It's like, oh, Jesus. It's like, and then you feel, feel awful for the next day. It's like, yeah, it's bad. But through that now, hopefully, <laughs> now at least yeah, I just turn up and um, have like one, two drinks and I leave straight away pretty much now. Yeah, they're, 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 they can be tough to deal with that type of thing. That's one of the reasons why I don't really, I don't drink that much anymore. Um, if, if I did, I'd have maybe one or two just to sort of yeah, you know, I, I like, open and enjoy it. But th- yeah. those days of like doing a gig, playing scared, a gig. Scared. Yeah. Having, having, having no idea what you played afraid yeah. to check your phone the next day people text you saying great set last night and you're there did they really mean that are they like taking the piss oh uh, yeah Jesus Christ proper it's, anxiety I, I'm trying to I was trying to remember the ones that um, you were contacting me about I won't mention where, where it was but there's there was a few <laughs> oh, a, yeah. a, a, a few photos started popping up of you kissing, oh, no. kissing different DJs and stuff. Oh no! Oh, oh god! Gianna's licking people's ears and all sorts and climbing on things. Yeah, lost my phone. Man's just like, "You've lost your phone." I was like, no, I haven't. And then I check my pocket. Yeah, I'd lost it. And he's like, "Yeah, just uh I think it's because I played a gig the night before. Stayed up all night. I was like, "I've got to go to the festival now." For I'm two knackers and start drinking like literally like about eleven, ten a.m. And then it just went tipped up. And then uh, yeah, that was a disaster really. A nightmare grabbing people and climbing on people's backs and licking everyone's ears and stuff. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> this, this, this is what this is what um that's one of the worst ones. We were talking about the the moment you, the moment that you felt things changed for you, and it was the one of the moments that changed it for me was um Sunrise Festival in Poland in oh, right. 2008, and I I took Barry Connell's place because obviously oh yeah yeah he passed away, but um I played. I played. I replaced him, and I won. I got voted best set of the festival, and the guys playing after Tiesto was on before me and stuff. So oh. I came ahead of him, and so I was invited back the next year to play the Sunday night at our festival, and they presented me with an award for for winning best set, and oh, that for me that was my, my turning point on the yeah, yeah. national stage. But I went over. Uh, because my gig wasn't wasn't I wasn't supposed to be playing until the Sunday. Yeah. But um I was there on the Friday drinking, drinking, drinking. <laughs> I, I won't say it. One of the DJs couldn't play because they were sick. <laughs> so I, I volunteered myself to play. And like this have you seen Sunrise Festival? It's like ten yeah. Tell, yeah. I played the set man, but honestly no idea. I can't remember playing. Oh my, it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, there's like you see loads of other DJs after. At least, at least it's not just me. At least it's not just me. You know, he speaks to loads of other people. They said the same thing, and I've been with other DJs as well, where they're absolutely like put, playing the same track four times on the run. If you know, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that one. I, I think I sort of know what you're talking about there. Yeah, I, I posted, think so. Yeah, so great. Big up to that DJ last night playing Big Sky four times on the run. <laughs> That's the song. I didn't want to say <laughs> the name again? of the song. I said, no, I, I just, just to let people know, it wasn't John O'Callaghan. No, no, it wasn't John. No. <laughs> it was someone else. Yeah, I heard the, the big one. Yeah, uh, he kept mixing it. I was like, he's not doing it again. I was like, <laughs> he likes this track. It's a good, it is a good track. Like, I was thinking. Can, can I guess the club was it Eden and Ibiza or this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was, I was uh, the next day as well because I posted online for big up to the legend playing big sky four times. I was like, I was on a boat on a boat party and his manager called me up. Oh, yeah, Jordan, there's someone you can take the, the tweet down. I was like, oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no malice in it. <laughs> like, sorry. 
Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we can laugh about these sort of things now, but, but for people listening or watching, these are things that they, they, they haunt us. Yeah, for they, really a while. Do, they really do haunt us. Um, yeah. they can they can have a, a bad effect on us. The guilt and sort of the shame. And yeah, man, whatever. it's 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 a crazy career though. It's like essentially like people go to clubs to dance and get drunk and stuff. It's like on a knife edge, isn't it? And they'd be like, "Do you want to come out here? Do you want to come out here and stuff?" It's like you got you got to be careful. You've have really oh, got. Yeah, to be careful. It, it's like. It, it's a it's a great job, but yeah. I, I think Jordan, me, me and you can tell people like it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows uh, and partying and stuff. Like it's a it's a hard job, and you really need to like yeah uh, yeah you need to be dedicated and you need to be disciplined at the same time. Yeah, I feel like I'm losing my marbles when I'm traveling. Some like sometimes like I'll because I've got like I live by myself, no like wife or kids or nothing like that. So I'm having to stay on tour. Like sometimes I go away for a month and a half, do full laps around the world, but it just really, really messes with your personality and your mood and you just feel like like you've got a serious face all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think but, I've spoke to you a few times. I could be somewhere randomly yeah. in Asia and you'd be somewhere else and you yeah. just said, man, um, I feel like I'm on the edge here, man. It's yeah, just yeah. It's too much. It's because it's like extreme sleep deprivation. Like I feel like some years I was like literally tired the entire year. That's not even like a joke. Literally jet like the entire year. Travel, 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 travel. Which I'm not complaining because it is good, but it does take its toll on your body. And like to try and continue making music whilst you're tired and then going away. It's just really difficult. I felt really struggled with it for you know some some periods of time anyway. Just feel like how, how can I keep doing this and running myself into the ground here? You know, and you get yeah. then you get anxiety and not producing like I'm falling behind again. It's like it's just uh it's just the cycle the never like you have the sleep deprivation, then you're not yeah. sleeping, then you're trying to catch up and then you're not getting the work done that you want to do. And yeah. It just it just never ever ends, man. And uh never that, never that, ends. But I've just uh just thinking back as well, have you ever had anything thrown at you when you were playing? <laughs> yeah. You were there with me, weren't you? When I had the bra tripped at me <laughs> Anything more uh more dangerous, no? Just some knickers, yeah, some big green knickers. <laughs> they were yours, weren't they? Oh, uh, really warm. I, I had your name on them. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't mine. No, but I, was, I was thinking back, I was playing at a festival called Earthcore yeah. in uh, Australia a few years ago. It's a Psytrance festival that they booked me. Oh, right, yeah. I'm not sure, it must have been during that phase where I played Psytrance for about a year or something, but uh, somebody threw, do you know the little, um, the little silver tubes that you'd use for like laughing gas? Oh, right, yeah. Somebody threw one of those on my head. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, yeah, as well. Probably would have died if no, it didn't, no. I'm still here. If it hit me, I'd probably be fucking dead. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've been at Glasgow. I played a festival in Glasgow once, and someone the I, I made a played a track, and everyone started cheering. And everyone started chucking the glasses up, and the glasses like flying at me. It's like Jesus Christ! Was like, it a point glass or a that was a bottle bottle? Sorry, yeah, it's like flying at the state. Well, they're just getting chucked up in there, mm. and they like they like the track. That's a like, way they're showing that they like the track or something. I don't know. But this is like years ago. I was like. Yeah, that was one of that was probably one of the more dangerous dangerous uh-huh. moments on um <laughs> on uh, on stage. But I don't remember anything more anything more dangerous than uh, underpants or bras being yeah. thrown at you. It's it's, it's mad because you play some places where the stage at the back isn't fully one hundred percent secure. And there's some places in Asia, it's like all sorts of pipes sticking out. I've nearly ran into like pipes. And then you go to the toilet, join your sets, like whoa, or nearly yeah. Just like there, there are some dangerous situations, aren't there? <laughs> in the what's the worst thing that's happened to you on tour? I've got really sick quite a few times, like really sick where I've had to stay. And I, I don't know. I mean, also, I'm like a travel doom, my manager calls me because my flights are always delayed. Maybe like about 60%, 70% of the time, my flights are delayed. I don't know. Don't you yeah. always seem to pick terrible routes? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's just been cancelled so many times, my flights. It's, it's really stressful. <laughs> what sort of sickness was it that you picked up? 
oh right I don't, I don't know what it was but it's like just, yeah stuff, Ble- stuff yeah bleeding should I say <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah, yeah I don't know what it was yeah I've, I've picked up you, you pick up bugs though when you travel around don't you yes I always used to seem to get them in um, Indonesia yeah I got yeah. them there a couple of times where I came home it was just stomach was inside out for a couple of days yeah it's a struggle isn't it and then especially if it yeah I've missed it before and then you've got to continue doing the tour and you've got like another five gigs left you think oh no I've got to get the next flights but yeah you pull through it's alright has there ever been a, ever been a time like that where you just wanted to give it all up yeah loads of times yeah. loads of times I thought about that well not like not like completely give it up or just, just pull back about I think it's just like my my body and everything I like I feel too mentally fragile to deal with every, anything but you, you've got to be careful what you wish for because we've got it now and now we want to go back for it do you, do you know what I mean yeah, we're never happy <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah I mean there's been plenty of times I thought maybe I should do something else I'm like not that I'm not happy it's just I feel too stressed and I'm uh, anxious and on edge but then you always keep coming back because I, I love it you know once you've had a good night's sleep you think okay now my, my mind's come back to normal again now but when you do like touring you got like about I don't know, 8, 10, 14 gigs I'm obviously like a really if you're doing like loads of them you just you, you, it's like you're in an automatic mode but that afterwards your body's ruined absolutely ruined isn't it it's like I can't get up but when I get back on the sofa I can't get up like <laughs> and, it, and it's like is anxiety something that you experience a lot of the time yeah well yes and no I mean when, when I don't I sleep properly I have it but this last year I've had the first time I like proper anxiety like I feel like you know I have to take deep breaths and stuff I think Jesus this is pretty serious not like what am I going to do but then you, you, you find the answers eventually you just have to have a sit down I like to have a sit down and write things down okay what, what can you do to earn money okay you've got your ski skills here what can you do write out a bit of a plan these are your other options where you can sit down and think okay now I feel a bit more settled it's like that I've done that the other day with my music as well I think right okay this is the first time I thought about music now where do I start I've like I've literally just put it on, on ice of like okay looking for all the tracks okay oh I feel a bit more positive now I'll work my way through I'll do this this first this first and then you know I need to visually, visually see it. That's a that's a really good piece of advice with regards to anything got to do with anxiety is to is either talk it out, talk it out with someone else or else write yeah. write it down onto a piece yeah. of paper because at least when you write it down and you see it on a piece of paper, yeah, it, it's it's out of your head and you're, yeah. you're able to process it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally it made me feel so much better when I did it for the music the other day because I thought so thought I've like been that kind of out of the game, same with everyone else, not even thinking about it. So when I written it all down, I think, right, okay, I've got loads of I've got loads of things which I'm excited about, if you know what I mean rather than thinking about just, just make another track I think I want to be excited about what I'm doing yeah see because anxiety is all based around future it's yeah. it's, it's yeah, worrying yeah. about what might happen like depression is usually based around what's happened in the past and you're sad yeah. because it happened so yeah, anxiety yeah. is based so like Jesus man if, if you weren't feeling a little bit anxious with everything that's going on yeah. especially the this the, the amount of uncertainty in the world and, and in our scene and when we're going to get back working but like would, is is a lot of your uncertainty is it is it financial reasons that you're worried? yeah it's mainly because yeah because I've, I've got a, I've got like a lease Mercedes car I've got my own house all my own bills I pay for everything by myself so when your income completely stops this dangerous situation isn't it you know can't get rid of my car because it's like a four year lease I think oh damn it <laughs> yeah just as the lockdown started as well I paid for my new America visa not been able to go there so I'm like, oh, is there, is there, I was actually I'm, I have to actually renew my American visa myself is there no way that you can freeze it now or uh, uh, no, no. but I think I think for the next one it doesn't activate until you go the first time because I, oh, I right. actually I need to actually right, okay. I had nearly two years left on my American visa myself and I never got to use it so now I have to go and it's, it costs okay. a lot of money to, to, yeah. um, to get it done but I'll, I'll it it will only activate when I actually go into America for the first time. So that's at least it's it's one good thing. It's yeah. not gonna sit there and be wasted again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like it's not ideal paying that big chunk of money and we're just sat around, isn't it? It's like... No, and we've had some good times in, in Vegas and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this before this morning, actually. It's like when we played uh, Me, You and Decent Noise, we were on after Anger Fist. It's like 200 BPM, bang, 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 bang. And was, was it you? Come on straight after. Waves of people, all the hardcore fans were just leaving, thinking, oh, no. <laughs> that always happens when I start playing. Everyone leaves, man. Yeah, I think that was one of your ones where you had the fear, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you got really drunk and you kept shouting, more rope. <laughs> No, them sweets, Malwams. I thought you were yeah. shouting about the Malwams. I fucking loves them sweets he does. Cheering Mario Bocato's name. And then yeah. like, um, we were in the, the lounge before we flew home and all, but it, it was good times, man. Yeah. Something else came into my head there, and it's after falling back out again, unfortunately. I had something for us to talk about, but I'll see on if the, we can. If it, yeah. on, the, on, the way, on the way back from that gig, we were all in the back of the car. And you, you were lay across everyone, weren't you? You were shouting, Mauro. You just did some <laughs> cheese crisp. And your head was on my line going, Maro, this cheese crisp breath going on my face. Like, please, Brian, not like this. Yeah. Oh, good times, man. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, you, you went straight to the airport, didn't you, the next day? Yeah, you were there with me. We were in the lounge yeah. together, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have the yeah. photo, actually. I might post it along with this, uh, oh, yeah. this podcast. I have it. Don't worry. Oh, I still uh, have it, man. I have pictures of us kissing at God's Kitchen when you kissed me up when we were playing. I say, there's plenty <laughs> of compromising photos, man. There is, isn't there? Yeah. There's been, there's been a meme, haven't there? Yeah, <laughs> find me someone who looks at right, the way Brian looks oh, at it. Yeah. I'll, I'll need to find that image as well, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. need to find that, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this, that's yeah. going to annoy me now. There was something else I was going to say there, but it's just gone, gone out of my head. Is it, so you, you like working on an album or anything now? Or you just do like singles or stuff? No, um, I don't really see the point of making an album in modern yeah. times. I don't think people have the... Um, this is just my own personal opinion. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. That's just, yeah. just how I think. I don't think, I think people just want more, more, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you give them too much too soon, they just, they won't care. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather drip feed something maybe every two months. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, Jordan, I feel that the way that the scene has gone in the past few years, I just think there's too much music being made. It's just yeah. there's no quality control. There's just keep me keep releasing tunes, keep yeah, releasing, yeah. keep. There's no. There's I call no, it feeding the beast. I call yeah, it. You want to put back out there for the, keep the name out rather than something which can yeah, change. Yeah, but, but it's it's not doing anything. You're not improving your art. You're not. It's not contributing anything. I'd really love if people just took their time, especially now with the time we've off. Take the time to make incredible music that people yeah. that people are going to love when they come back rather than something that's been made a, a thousand times yeah just I, I just think it will work a lot better yeah because i've kind of changed my sound i'm not like completely changing but I'm, I'm adding more like a techno trance element if you know what i mean like i'm yeah, not because you have a new alias don't you chest yeah, yeah. yeah so the, yeah the chest the car started that like 2017 or something i was like i mentioned it's like i went to the ada and my flight was in dead early so for let's just have a again like do something productive. So I downloaded the Jerome Isme sample pack and it's just made a track on the day. I thought, oh, that's quite good fun, actually. I still like loads of extended sets. I thought, I want some of my own tracks to play at the beginning of my set because I still like loads of eight-hour sets. So I literally started off that. And then over the years, it's like making some tracks, did like the first ones and then took like a year or two until I get to the sound, which I quite like, like doing techno and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, that's where it's come from. I mean, last year, I was supposed to be doing, like, doing some gigs for it and like smashing out loads of tunes. So I've got loads of tracks there just sat on the side, but I need to do my Jordan Suckley stuff first. Do you know what I mean? That's like my, that was like a side project. So I go, do all my Jordan Suckley stuff, and then I'll move back onto Chester Cat, maybe like later in the year or something. But yeah, it was a breath of fresh air, making some new stuff, because I felt like I was doing the same thing for quite a, a while. 
And I just wasn't feeling the buzz to get in the studio anymore. I think I can't make it. I don't want to make another normal transfer. Fuck. I want to do, do something, some other bits, you know what I mean? Experiment. But doing the techno, it's so much cleaner. Because I was doing like tracks for like two or three hundred channels. I was like, I just, I've, I'm done with that. It's just, a, I feel like it's a waste of my time spending months EQ and mixing down like 200, 300 channels. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, just, it's <laughs> I'm this, me, myself and yourself would have a very similar, um, taste in music and especially as you get older your sort of taste evolve and they yeah, change yeah. and the, the techie techno stuff is I've always loved it man I've yeah, yeah. going right back to when I started we played at the beginning didn't we yeah Papalino yeah. and all that like Papalino and Max, Max Walder and Eric Schnell and it's a full cycle yeah and we're, we're, it's, it's just it's all evolving and, and to be yeah. honest with you I spoke to uh, Mauro Bocotto in a, a previous um, yeah. podcast and he mentioned this as well that the techno scene the the commercial techno scene, as he called it, it's basically trance. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like techie beats with, with melodies. I love it. Yeah. Sounds great. Really does. I like the groove a bit more time spent on the percussion and stuff. Weird, like weird sounds and stuff. Like nice. They spend time on the sound design, don't they, in techno? I really, really enjoy it. It's just that they have a lot of room in the mix to, to, yeah. to, to, to what's there. It does its job. Whereas with, making trance trance is probably the most difficult one of the most difficult yeah, of, of music to make well because yeah. there's so much going on yeah, there's so many that. layers there's so many delays and reverbs there's stuff going here yeah. and there so it's very difficult to make it all yeah. sit and balance together yeah. compared yeah. to techno yeah it's a nightmare dude, especially the drop you got like everything's wide open pads leads loud kick percussion super saws it's like it's, it's a noisy production isn't it yeah those are production to make <laughs> it's tough it, yeah um, it is a uh, it's a very difficult um, form of music to make. So for people who are listening in or watching, who have who've, who are maybe in the beginning of learning how to make the music and stuff, uh, be patient because it, it, yeah. it does take a lot of time to sort of get to a, a decent level of production, especially with trance music. Yeah, I'd say it takes longer than you expect, doesn't it? Doesn't it, it, yeah. it does. And then when you get to a certain sound, then you've got to try and do some other stuff because people say it'll sound similar to what your previous ones. You've got, constantly got to keep learning. It's like, uh, I think Gareth Emery made a tweet. It's like, you never complete music production. You always need to keep going. You never complete it, do you? It's like a game which you've got to keep going, plays, goes on forever. Good man. Yeah. Good man. You, <laughs> you reminded me of what I wanted to say earlier. You were saying about um, Anger Fist finishes set and everyone left. Uh, yeah. You just reminded me of, you said his name there, it was Gareth Emery. He was playing yeah. before me at Creamfields two years ago. And he finished with uh, Cascada every time we touch. All right. That was his final song. <laughs> so when I came on and played my first track, they're <laughs> <laughs> good, good kicks. Yeah. See you later. About 20 people left. <laughs> we got, uh, we got, is this for me? We should go. I'll just stay in the studio. I'm more of a studio guy yeah. now. Like, so you have all these sports and you're playing, don't you? When that happens, <laughs> we go now. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, like what, what am I supposed to do when, when someone finishes? But in fairness, man, he had the place absolutely rocking. Yeah, so yeah. your job as a DJ to entertain the crowd, he did his job. But it's tough though, isn't it? Especially I, I, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not being real, but I'd never play a track like that in one of my sets. I've too much, what would the word be, fucking respect <laughs> myself, you know what I mean? Whoever yeah. wants to play it, fair play. But uh, not, not for me. It's, it's mad because you, when you play like a mixed lineup kind of gig, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Like a place on festivals in America, they have like, Electro essentially and hard style, and then you come on and say, Oh, geez, proper mixture for the crowd. It's like, you don't know how it's going to go, do you? It's like, what do you play after that? I think, I think myself and yourself, we, we sort of have that little bit of a crossover appeal where we can sort of play a little bit more banging if we have to. We're yeah. not just like 
hands in the air. Yeah, I, I got like I've got like a folder, like a safety net folder. So if I've got a gig where it's like a mixed lineup and there's not, not really it's a trance, it's got like remixes of mashups or classics or stuff essentially. And that's like my safety folder. I never got a gig which are this like not they're not really trance fans. Not like uh, Chris Twice's remix of On Off, for example, things things like that, tracks yeah, like that, yeah. which will work for you yeah. know safety net. <laughs> yeah. So what what are your hopes uh, for the rest of the year? Yeah, so I'm gonna. Um, do like some tribal tech transfer stuff. I'm going to work on one after this now. I know you said before you don't want to do an album, but I was thinking of doing an album because it gave me a bit of focus and then hopefully do a tour of it um, at the end of the year. I don't know, that's just, I've literally only thought about this in the last week. So ideas change constantly all the time, but I've got so many tracks I thought maybe you should like just release a load of them and then when it gets to the end of the year, release it with a load of others and it's a compilation or something. I don't know, it's just an idea I had, but it'd be nice to have something to come out of the lockdown, you know, at least a piece of solid body of work or something. speaking of um, speaking of albums the, the, one of the best albums I heard in the last year was Transwax do you hear Transwax's album oh, on Angela Beats no that's good is it really really good man that was probably my favourite album of last year um, Bicep just released uh, one a couple of weeks ago as well really yeah, really yeah. good I um, think my, yeah I think my favourite album of all time is the Marco V 2000 V mm. so that's I've been taking my inspiration from for some, you know from that recently I think they're, they're probably Nice techie groove to it. Yeah, he was a he was a, a pioneer of that sound back then. Yeah, he's the tracks st- still sound good, man. Yeah, incredible, it's really incredible. He, with his album, as early had like a video playing the track, each track on the album. It's like wow, it's incredible. Good mm. music, really like false light and all that. Yeah. So what what uh what are your? I, I I actually asked you what are your hopes. I didn't ask you what your plans were in the last. All oh, right, question. sorry. So I'll ask you again. What are your what are your hopes for the remainder of twenty twenty? I mean, like what in terms of life. Yeah. Just general, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. I want to try and um, try piece come up with a piece of music which will be used on music or television or something or Netflix, but that's not easy. That's like a aim, aim and high kind of thing. Uh, yeah, just to try and get back on the road and do some touring and stuff again. I mean, it's my main hope, obviously, because yeah, I've been sat in I've been sat in here for too long now. I need to get out. <laughs> it's mainly just to get back on the road. I think it's my main hope. But it's going to be loads of twists and turns, isn't it, for the rest of the year now? There will I mean, be, man. But we, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. Yeah, I think if I can go to America, I might just stay there for a while, to be honest. Just stay out there, just so I'm out the house. <laughs> right, man, now you're, you're, you're dead right. I think um, uh, I can completely see how it's been very difficult for you over the last year. I'm glad that you're you're okay and you've got... Yeah, but... Well, um, yeah. And uh, I think you're dead right, man, if you get the opportunity to, say, go to America and do an extended tour or, or anything yeah. over there, I think it's something you should 100% do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just appreciate it. I'm mean, like... Yeah, it's just the whole thing, like going to the airport, packing your bags, the excitement, sorting your music out, especially you've got brand new tracks to play out and stuff. And it's the day after the gig where you go out with the promoters for some food and look around. I just think the whole thing's amazing, isn't it? You know, very lucky lifestyle that we've got. I mean, I like doing quite a lot of sightseeing as well. So I always message the promoter before and say, can I go see this temple or whatever? And I like, you get a bit of footage for it. It's a bit of content. It's just good fun, isn't it? You know, I love it. That's it, man. Well, Jordan, pleasure speaking to you today, man. I really appreciate coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're doing well and I hope uh, I shall see it soon at a gig yeah. somewhere and, and hopefully we can stay in touch a little bit more than we have been over the past while. Let's not drift apart, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Thanks very much, mate. No problem, man. Thank you, Jordan. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.